Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, University of Oxford, and Kantar, the marketing insights and consulting company. In each episode, we'll have a frank discussion with industry experts to help brands and business leaders navigate the changing landscape of marketing and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. I'm Andrew Stephen, the L'Oreal Professor of Marketing and Associate Dean of Research at the Said Business School. I'm Julie Coleman, Chief Research Officer for Cantor. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's podcast is all about voice. So I think we're all well aware of the, the uh, penetration of devices like the Amazon Echo or the whole family of Amazon Echo devices with Alexa and uh, Google Home and, and various other devices from, from other tech companies into all facets of our lives and, and certainly into our living rooms and kitchens. Uh, so we want to talk about that today and, and, and get a deeper understanding with regards to voice and its, you know, its potential for, for marketing and for brands. And it's a big deal, So and it's growing fast. So just to give you some numbers, the Echo Dot, for example, from Amazon, uh, was the one of the top sellers for the holiday Christmas trading period in 2017 in, in the US. A uh, report by Kantar Consulting said that by December 2017, 18%, so 1.8% of US households had a voice-operated speaker device in, in the house. Uh, and Canada Consulting has also predicted that by uh, 2021, 1.8 billion global consumers will be using um, voice speakers and, 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 and voice-activated devices. So, so this, is, this is big, and this is a lot of growth. So we need to get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on. Thanks, Andrew. This is a really interesting topic. And our guest today um, for the podcast is Arpapa Boonrod, who is the CEO for Kantar TNS and Kantar Millwood Brown in Thailand. And we affectionately call her Noki. So that's who, how we'll refer to her today. Noki um, has done some really interesting work looking into voice technologies and how consumers are interacting with voice technologies and what the future of voice technologies might look like, focusing in her area of expertise, which is Asia Pacific and particularly Thailand, but riffing off of some work that was done by JWT Mindshare in Kantar um, for, a, for a thought leadership piece called Speakeasy, which was published earlier this year. So, Noki, thank you very much for joining us today and really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about um, the future of voice from the work that you've done. The, the first question I have for you is, based on all of the work that you've done, looking at the quantitative data and, looking at the, and then listening to the consumers actually speak to you and the qualitative work that you've done about 
their interactions with voice technologies. What do you believe are the drivers of success for voice assistance beyond the obvious of convenience? Right. I think the main driver for the success of voice is that it fits naturally in people's life because it's seamless and it's very convenient. So when you're using voice technology, you don't need all the headset or Google like other devices. So it's, um, it's very easy and you can do um, tasks with your normal life and it also allows you to multitask so you can do many things at the same time. And it's new technology, but it's easy to adopt. And it's, a, it's very fluid. So it's able to be um, used by brand in many ways. It can be in devices like Alexa, can be chatbot, voice bot, or even in like robot. Um, Japan is using that a lot where brand are, are providing services through robot and using AI um, to understand their consumers' needs and the robot is able to respond to the different needs and able to uh, communicate in different tones and mood that match the, the people. Another secret of success um, for voice is that it's about um, human learning because they accumulate data about us as a person. They know what we like and um, they can provide the right response. So people are drawn to using voice because it not only provides functional benefit, but also the emotional benefit from the human learning. It's a device that seems to know you more than you know yourself. So um, apart from you know the obvious convenience, there's also the emotional connection that voice seems to have. So can you tell us a little bit more about that emotional connection and what did you hear from consumers when you spoke to them? Because I think that is an aspect of voice technology that is um, underexplored to some degree in a lot of the marketing press today. Right, because um, with voice technology, people, uh, the feeling that they have when they are using voice technology, they don't really feel that they're interacting with the machine, first of all, because the way it was designed, that it is witty, it's smart, and sometimes funny as well. So the way people are using it, they're not just using it for search, which is very obvious, but a lot of consumer in Asia and the Pacific use it like a friend or companion. So they use it when they are bored, heartbroken, feeling down, and the response, which is sometimes witty and funny, make them feel better. So there's that emotional connection that is created because of how smart it is. And there's a level of trust and reliance on voice technology. We had a question asking um, if your teacher and Siri tells you a different thing, who would you believe? So the people would say they believe Siri because it's efficient and accurate, but they still feel that the teacher has more experience and human understanding that Siri doesn't have. 
So the usage of voice technology create that kind of trust because of the accuracy of data that it is providing to consumer. And another thing is that people also used it for entertainment. So they asked the um, voice assistant to play music for them, to find nice movie, nice um, YouTube video for them that fits what they need. So these are the, the key things that we've found. So I think it's a bit scary for me as, as a professor who teaches people um, to, to, uh, to hear that maybe, maybe <laughs> Siri would be uh, a more trustworthy source of information than, than me, uh, but, but perhaps that's just the reality I'm going to have to accept as, as we move into the future here. But I want, I want to kind of go back to a point you said a little bit earlier around a, a benefit of, of voice technology um, from the consumer side is that it naturally fits into people's lives, it's sort of a natural interface, and it's easy to adopt. Uh, I, I agree, but at the same time, if I, I want to be a little bit of a devil's advocate here and, and play the skeptic, is, is it really that easy to adopt? Because actually, even from, from my own experience, I, I find that you know, I have an Alexa device, I have Siri, uh, oftentimes they, they don't understand me, they, they don't get it right. So is, is that just me, or, or also in, in your research have you found uh, by talking uh, with talking to, to consumers that there is somewhat of a I guess a learning curve with this interface even though talking is, is obviously a very human and natural thing to do but talking to a device and in some sense learning the uh, the syntax and how that that might work um, to get it to understand you correctly is, uh, is is a bit of a learning curve have you got a sort of a sense from your research about that Right, right. Um, you're not really the, the devil advocate because you have a very fair point there. Um, when I say that it fits into people's life and easy to adapt, it's because people find it very convenient. You know, it turns um, them into a very fast typist because for us human beings, it's easier to talk than to type. And because it doesn't require headsets or you know big goggles, so that's the uh, meaning about being easy. But you're right that the interface at the moment with the technology, um, there are limitations. So the limitation is in the technology, not the voice itself. The voice is very powerful and people are ready to adopt it and they want to use it. But the barrier now is the technology being ready. Because from our um, research, people, like majority of people across the different country, whether it's Thailand, Singapore, Australia, China, um, they would say that if voice technology works perfectly, it creates a feeling that is magical. And they want it to use it because um, it's helping them a lot. So to answer your question, you're right. There are some glitches, but it's mainly because of the ability of the technology rather than the feeling of um, the people towards voice. Do consumers, from the conversations you've had, do consumers think of Siri 
as being the voice assistant, or do they think of it as Siri from Apple or Alexa from Amazon? Are they relating Siri to the to the manufacturer and Alexa to the manufacturer, or do they see them as distinct from that? No, I I don't think they see it as distinct from the brand. Um, or the device that they are using, they're seeing it as one additional function that they are using. And they are seeing um, the benefit of it because, um, for example, at uh, some moment that matter, um, Siri can be a hero for them. Um, there was the case of uh, a businesswoman and she's going to go into the board meeting and she needed this piece of information right at the spot, but her hands was kind of full with document. And Siri helped her to find the information just second before she stepped into the boardroom. The way that they are using it, they don't think so much about what it is or to, to think about the brand. They are thinking more about the benefit that um, they are using. So because they consider it as a part of the device, like for example, the phone that they're using, and that's why they feel that it's the natural way of using it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So it comes to them naturally. And there's a part in our survey that they feel that um, the majority of the people that we've interviewed in the several um, country say that using voice technology feels natural to them. So I was going to ask about this from a marketer's perspective or a brand's perspective. So, so I think it's really exciting and interesting, I, I think, in terms of how consumers are starting to adopt this technology and really ingrain it in their lives and it sounds sounds like in Asia Pacific that this is probably ahead of maybe other parts of the world so I think that's fascinating and, and marketers from you know not from APAC can can look to uh, you know countries like Thailand Singapore to uh, maybe think about what's coming uh, maybe in the US or the UK from from how consumers would would behave but from a marketer's perspective what are some you know really good current uses uh, that, that you've seen uh, in, in your experience for these devices. So how can, how can brands and, and, and marketers be thinking about this, whether it's Alexa skills or, or, or something else? What's, what's out there at the moment that seems pretty promising? Right. I think there are many ways that a brand can use um, voice for the benefit um, of them finding growth. For example, they have to start by understanding how 
voice technology can fit into their brand purpose. They can use voice technology to have brand identity, like a unique voice that reflect their personality of the brand. So it can be the voice of the brand um, and they can use it to engage with consumer because right now I think consumer don't necessarily want to engage with brand. They want to engage with their friends. They want to engage with the content that they are interested in. So it's much more difficult for brand to find uh, a unique relationship and meaningful relationship um, with that consumer. And I think that voice can help with that because voice is human-like. It can be created to fit the personality of the brand and make the brand unique and stand out. It can also be used in um, product and services. For example, MG in Thailand, are providing um, voice activation um, within their car, but they are using Thai language. Because in the past, people don't want to use voice technology in Thailand because they cannot um, speak English so well. So they were not able to communicate to the devices that well. But now with this car, it has the function that they can say it in Thai and they can activate the functions within the car like um, opening the sunroof, getting the GPS open, getting the air condition open. Apart from using it in services, brand can also use it in terms of making, providing information about brand. For example, like using it through robots or devices like Alexa, um, and they can put brand knowledge in Alexa, for example, um, and they can provide information to consumer. For example, if um, they are a brand that um, produce cosmetic, they can provide information about how to do the best makeup, and um, people can, you know, um, have access through the information about the brand through the device itself. So there are many, many ways that brand can use. But I think at the moment that some brands are using it, but I think it's still underutilized. I am really intrigued by this idea of now in the future, brands will not only have to have a positioning, a purpose, and a personality, they're now going to have to have a voice. I completely agree with the point that consumers don't want to engage with brands, they want to engage with content and they want to engage with people. Um, so I can see where voice could be a real revolution in the way that brands interact with consumers. What do you think are the potential pitfalls for brands suddenly needing to interact actually verbally? quote unquote, with their consumers. It feels, it feels like if you choose the wrong voice, that could be a danger for a brand. And how do you decide what the right voice is for your brand? That's a very great question, Julie. Um, the first thing that brand needs to do is to identify their identity and position first because voice would not be any use to the brand if it contradicts with the brand's purpose or personality. It would do more bad than good. So the brand have to be very clear 
on what it stands for and position itself well and use the voice that reflect that it's very crucial so the thing that they need to do is they need to understand themselves and they need to understand their target consumer because having the right voice would lead to higher engagement but if you have the wrong voice it can definitely go the other way so understand consumer understand yourself and customize the voice that will fit you would be the step that brands need to be taken. And with voice technology right now, um, we've identified a trend that consumers are looking for um, voice technology that can customize towards their needs. Brand can learn from this. For example, our study shows that some people want um, voice technology to have different gender, so it will fit in different occasion. The mood and the tone, the way words are pronounced, um, they want it to be customized because um, sometimes with voice technology, when it's pre-designed, it's mostly uh, catered to the style and need of people in the Western world. So consumers here um, in Asia are looking for customization. That is one trend that we found. So they're looking for, for example, like using celebrity voice, um, having different mood or tone, having um, different accent. So in this uh, thing that we've learned, brand can use this to find the right voice for their brand. Oh my gosh, Coke is going to have to have 247 different voices. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's an interesting, I mean, the customization point is, is a really valid one, I think, that you make. And, and, and to ensure that there's customization from a sort of a, a localization standpoint, but also just to various tastes and preferences that individuals would have, irrespective of their place in the world and in terms of where they're living. But I also, coming back to, to sort of thinking about the pitfalls, it popped into my head as, as you were talking about that, that we're now going to have to worry about another uh, potential risk from a brand safety perspective. Uh, because what we're, what we're doing here with voice, if we think about the, the AI technology uh, and the algorithms behind that, these are you know, not going to be developed by brands themselves. Brands are essentially plugging into the systems that are developed by the, the tech companies, so the, the platform companies, you know, such as Amazon, Google, and, and Apple, which means that a you know, brand will have to figure out their voice, literally the voice, but it's not going to be also scripting every possible response that that uh, device will, will give. Um, in relation to you know questions to that brand, just because that's not possible, and so I have to rely on the AI to sort of come up with it on the fly. That that's the whole point of of deep learning and in neural networks. But as we've seen with uh, algorithms and news feeds and on YouTube and the like, uh, that can create some unintended adverse consequences for brands. So uh, I, I'm wondering. You know what what the future of brand safety is in in a in a voice world uh, because if if these devices are speaking as the brand um, for the brand and we're relying on advanced artificial intelligence 
then there's always going to be scope for some problems. So, so I'm, I'm not assuming you have a solution to the, <laughs> this problem, but, but is it something that, uh, in your experience, you think is something that is yet another thing to add to the list of concerns for um, brand owners, or that you know this this might not be as as much of a concern as we've seen with brand safety around programmatic advertising, for instance? Yeah, it can be a concern for brand. You know, as per any tools or any technology, if it's used in the right way, it's um, beneficial. But if not in the right way, then it's not. Um, for brand, you're right that in terms of um, the cost of technology and the speed of them to develop their, the, um, the technology, they would need to maybe um, collaborate with the existing devices like you know Alexa, Apple, and um, all the brands that already have their technology. But to prevent having the pitfall um, and having the negative impact, um, brands can look at you know um, co-creating. Um, to uh, find an alternative way um, to, to use the technology. Or they can look at the existing um, technology, but adapt and, and use it in a way that um, have minimal impact to the brand. So I think voice is good, um, but um, you need to use it in the right way. You need to understand how it will fit with the strategy and the thing that you want to achieve. Because in many times, brands just rush towards using technology because it's new, because it's exciting. But sometimes without understanding it and understanding how it fits their brand, um, it leads to negative consequences rather than positive ones. Thank you very much, Noki, for sharing um, your thoughts around how consumers are interacting with these voice technologies in Asia. Um, I think the research you've done is fascinating, so we really appreciate you taking the time to share that with us today. I, I guess I'll end with, with how we started and, and just reflecting on the, the really rapid um, growth in, in uh, penetration of, of voice devices in, in, in people's houses. And from what we've heard, that might be even more advanced when we go outside of, say, the US or the UK um, or Western environments and go into Asia and, and think about lots of different ways that consumers are interacting uh, and therefore what brands need to be thinking about. So I think the future is upon us in this space and, and it's, it's up to us as marketers and, and uh, brand owners to be really pushing the envelope here because it's, it's about responding to what consumers naturally want to do. And so I think the voice um, aspect is a really fascinating place to watch and uh, thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School and Kantar. Find more episodes and related content at uk.cantar.com or at sbs.oxford.edu. Thank you.